Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Randomic. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We are going to have un, un show perfecto esta tarde. We are going to have a great show this evening, actually this afternoon. How's everybody doing? Welcome aboard E2247, Paul Fleming. Welcome aboard E2247, Deb Denny. Welcome aboard Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard Eric Hayes, Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. How are thou doing? And of course, we have... Bridge MCP in the house along with, por favor, we have Tambien, uh, AVQ, Maureen Michael Rudden. How's everybody doing? Anybody else in the house? Put your name in the chat because Michael Rudden says, Valutainment isn't a good site, Eric. It's amazing, amazing how many bad sites, in fact, there are out there. Our, you know, I really think we should start penalizing those who knowingly lie on these platforms, including this one. If I were lying, I would have no problem cleaning my act up if I know there was going to be a fine. Folks, it's time for us to start making sure that folks go ahead and pay for using our, well, this is not airwaves, this is internet waves, but I also think the internet should be considered a utility, just like uh, any other utility. So anyhow, what do I know? Anyway, May Wood is in the house. Carl Cox has also joined us in the house. Welcome aboard, my dear people. How is everybody doing? From Michael Rudnan, NBC News, Senate Democrats eye a hearing on Clarence Thomas as Republicans shrug off gift, uh, gift, gift revelations. Judiciary Committee Chairman Dick Durbin, a Democrat, called Thomas' conduct outrageous, but most Republicans say they are not troubled by the conservative justices' ethics controversy. Of course not. They're all corrupt. So getting paid to pass laws, hey, it's okay with them, you know. Democrats have invited Clarence Thomas to a hearing, but don't have the votes to, com to compel him to come to do to every Republican voted against enforcement to subpoena. In other words, Republicans are choosing to stonewall any investigation into Clarence Thomas. Republicans don't even want to make their case that Clarence Thomas was advised, uh, th that Thomas Thomas was advised the gifts were somehow okay. You'd figure the American people would want to know whether the highest court in our land has any ethics standards at all. But the other question is, why would, why would Clarence Thomas have to ask anybody... If what he's doing is legal. After all, he makes up one of the nine people in this entire country who the law ends with them. They are the ones who decide if a particular law is constitutional. He should know it himself. If he doesn't know it, there are eight other people that he should ask for advice. Just eight. Because in this country... The Supreme Court is omnipotent. Don't let anybody fool you into uh, the balance of powers or, the, or, or somehow we have equal, equal branches of government. They are not equal. The ultimate branch of the government is the Supreme Court, period. Nine guys, nine folks decide if something is legal or not. That is the, that is the most hypocritical thing called false democracy. All right. It seems that we have Robert Dusher. Thank you so kindly for becoming our newest member. I think it's, I think I got that right. I think I got that right. Uh, let me make sure. 
Robert uh, Richard. I, you know, my eyes are still recovering from my surgery, so I'm going to have to check that out again when after I play my first video. But anyway, thank you so kindly for becoming the latest member of the PDR Posse. We could not do this at all without you guys. Anyhow, continuing with the program, continuing with the program. Uh, so yes, Michael Rodden, thanks for providing that one. Of course, the last time a poll regarding the Supreme Court was done last summer, aha, only one in four Americans thought the Supreme Court had any legitimacy left. And those and these corruption revelations, that number is most certainly to be lowered. And I am absolutely sure it's likely going to be lower. Mas, mas, se va a bajar mas y mas y mas y mas. Okay. From Bridge MCP, U.S. says it's infiltrating the Sinaloa drug cartel in the fight against fentanyl. U.S. Uh, officials say. They've been identified and infiltrated the Mexican drug organization that largely is responsible for the fentanyl crisis, killing tens of thousands of Americans every year. In a sweeping series of indictments targeting two dozen leaders and kingpins, the Justice Department blamed much of the campaign on uh, Chapitos Network, uh, a faction of the Sinaloa drug cartel. Over the last year and a half, the DEA proactively infiltrated the Sinaloa cartel and the Chapitos Network obtained unprecedented access to organizations' highest levels and followed them across the world. Anne Mingram, head of the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, said in a statement, officials say the Chapitos faction is led by four sons of Joaquin El Chavo Guzman, who is currently serving a life sentence in the United States prison in Florida after being convicted in 2019 of numerous drug and murder conspiracy charges. That, none of that impresses me. I'm going to tell you something about the fentanyl case. Until we as Americans start taking personal responsibility, it used to be something that Republicans would talk about. Until we take personal responsibility for our fentanyl habits, for our drug habits, for our addiction, until we get our social services to work with the problems internal to the United States, there wouldn't be a capitalist structure on the south of the border that decides to do what capitalism does, which is to profit off of the misery of others. We do it with healthcare. We do it with the drugs that people want. We do it with everything. In this country, we monetize everything. We don't want to put solar panels on your house unless somebody figures out how to make a whole ton of money on it. Not that it's good for the environment, but how to make some good money on it. Until we change our value system, until we change exactly what we stand for, until we change our morals, don't expect... Getting rid of the Sinaloa cartel is going to change anything. All it means is the Sinaloa cartel will be eradicated and it will just go to somebody else, likely somebody right here in the United States. Make, you know, none of these poor users of fentanyl knows how to make it. They don't know how to create it. They don't know the chemical formulas to do it. But the plutocracy does. The people who sell all the drugs to the, the Sinaloa cartel they know what those drugs are being purchased for. They know what those chemicals are being purchased for. It is capitalism. So you want to solve the problem? Stop looking at what, of, of, of mitigating the capital structure and mitigate our souls. 
Let's go to the places where fentanyl is in big use. In Appalachia, these people are hurting. They're poor. They don't have anything to live for. So they just, they're just trying to feel good. Same thing that happens to drug dealers, the drug users in the ghettos and the barrios. It's a social thing. It's a, it's a thing where humanity should come in. And trying to say, let's just stop the supply. The reason, the, there, the reason there's a need for the supply is there are people who want to get the soothing feeling and sometimes the death that comes from fentanyl. I'm not, I don't use drugs. I don't drink. I don't smoke. But I am for the legalization of all this stuff so that we can care for people. And tackling Guzman and all these guys is going to do absolutely nothing but move it to some other place. That's how capitalism works. And until we get that and understand that within our core, we won't get it. We've got to get it from within the core. It's time I realized things didn't happen to me. They happened for me from Ted Lasso. I don't know what that really means. Uh, the, the things that, you know, it's, it's a, when, when one lives a life of privilege, they can say things didn't happen to me. Uh, they, they, they happen for me. No, there are certain things for certain people that things happened to them. When the cops pop caps in certain people, things happen to them. When certain people are redlined, no, things happened to them. When certain peoples lose opportunities because of who they are, no, something happened to them. So anybody who just says, ah, all these things that happened, it happened for me. Oh, I'm so happy that you can, you can actually feel that way because the things that happened to you have always been good things. But there are a lot of people suffering. So no, I beg to differ on that so kindly and respectfully. Uh, E2247 says, hello, relatives. We used to argue which facts to stress the most, but now we are stupidly reduced to only arguing with our facts or facts. Which facts are facts? What a waste of supposed alleged intelligence. No, my dear brother E2247, you are intelligent. You need not decide what facts are facts, sir. You know what facts are facts. You move on with your facts. And for those who disregard your facts, you disregard them and worked with those who are amenable, who are open to dialogue, sir, which you have always done, E2247. Thank you so kindly for being here and being a part of a fact-based media. All right, let medium, that is. All right, E2247 also says, panel is Yale Law and Paul Sai Prof. Aki Reed Amor, Emory African American Studies, Professor Carol Anderson, Northwest Professor... Kareen Blue, Princeton. I imagine I missed something ahead there, so forgive me. All right, Eric Hay says, this is dumb. If you have a FICO score of 620, you get a uh, 1.75 discount on your rate, but a score of 740 means you pay 1% fee for your efforts. Punish the dependable. I find that hard to believe, okay? Every time I know a high FICO score entitles you to a better interest rates because they figure you are a lesser of a risk. There are some issues about that because a lot of times poorer people have lower FICOs because of what society has, because of how they are, that's what society has brought, and asking them to pay more on lesser salaries. I can understand some of those arguments, 
But no, everything that I know from loans and everything else, a, a higher FICO score means you get a better rate and that aspires you to have a higher FICO score. Now, I've been decidedly uh, down on debt and how we handle debt in this country, but that's for another show. All right. U.S. is deeply in grip of a crisis of bad history. Now we're reduced to only arguing which facts are facts. And I said that at one already. Deb Dennis says, the Tennessee lawmaker who led the charge for removal of Tennessee 3 legislature resigned over a sexual harassment charge. They have four to go. Child molesters, a domestic abuser, and two under indictment. And you know what? There's no move in the Tennessee Senate to remove any of those Republicans who have actually committed crimes, but they wanted to remove three guys, two guys and a woman, because they had a protest that says, I want my children to live. I want us to do something about guns. Yo quiero que mi gente viva. I want my folks to live. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, ATL checking in. Paul Fleming, how are you doing, my brother? Checking in and seen. Uh, let's see what else we got here before I go to our videos. Deb Denny, that's the Bridge MCP. Michael Rudden says, Egbert Krokak says, conservatives continue their assault on democracy. That's not going to stop until we stop it. Uh, Michael Rudden says, Egberto, it's repeated problem. Conservatives like Eric get all their news from their echo chambers, then they get pissed off when those outside of the echo chambers tell them to expand their horizons. If you post from less than highly factual sources, the problem is going to rear its ugly head over and over again. The problem with a lot of folks is that, and this happens to everybody in general, but mostly so to conservatives because in this current climate, they're simply wrong. Here's what happens. They can't believe that what they have learned from these that these sites that they've come to have faith in that they've come to believe in that justifies their feelings when it is proven that it's not so they constantly fight to find and find and find somehow we must be right somehow those lives must not be it just takes time Rudnin. it just takes time uh, some of them are forever or will 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 enjoy living in their fog will, will will enjoy living in their in their perceived ignorance will enjoy living in their fractured thought process they will enjoy being there because it soothes some intrinsic but but we keep pushing along because within that realm you will continuously find those who says, I've seen the light. And I tell you, people, for those of you who see me continue to engage everybody, I've lived it. And I've seen and, and seen enough people that says, ah, if I just had known that before. So hang tight, brother Rodnin, hang tight. Um, let's see what else we got here. We got Daniel Edo says, omnipotent. Egberto doesn't understand what the word means. I sure do understand what the word means. And you know, it's used both literally and figuratively. So you think about the figurative usage of the word, sir. Anita Hill was right all along. Yes, Anita Hill was right all along with regards to this buffoon called Clarence Thomas, which has always been some sort of a dirt bag. And I usually don't use those words, but Clarence Thomas is a dirt bag. That 
suits him well. Uh, Mike Cisak says, so Joe Biden's environmental justice initiative is now in full swing via unconstitutional regulations. A regulation cannot be unconstitutional if it went through the channels, which these all went through the channels. Call it unconstitutional if you wish. I wish you would have called January 6th unconstitutional. All right, continuing, we've got Eric says, MCP, I am worried about the left-wing Hidalgo and Ellis and Garcia robbing money for flood mitigation projects in my area. This is more alarming than the meltdown you show. The truth of the matter is this is my area. My area is the same as your area, Eric. And I want Hidalgo to be doing what they're doing. It is time for all of Houston to benefit from these dollars that's been coming all of the times with some of it being taken over by all the wrong sides. Yvette Avery Herod, welcome to Politics Done Right, as is Lee Grant. Welcome, my dear brother. Bruce Pollard says, I'm here working on my climate position. I think it all comes down to conservation. Conservation is going to be an important, important part about it. And the reality is you hit a magical number, uh, a magical thing, dear Bruce, because here's the deal. Conservation, if conservation hits steady state, right, you don't ever need superb green energy and all that kind of stuff, right? In other words, if you use the minimum amount of, let's say, petrol, the minimum amount of fossil fuels, it, because fossil fuels didn't just appear. Fossil fuels are regenerative. They don't tell you that. We don't like to talk about that, right? But fossil fuels are regenerative. They came from somewhere. As the plankton in the sea is dying, as the trees in the forest are dying, as different things are occurring in our society, carbonization goes underground. Carbonization is constant. It's a cycle. And guess what? That continues to happen. When trees grow, that's moving carbon from the air into matter. When uh, things decay under a, in a anaerobic manner, we also get uh, carbon that gets created. New carbon fuels get created. So there is a point, and I don't know what that point is, Bruce, but you're absolutely right. Conservation can actually be conservation plus other forms of energy mitigation can actually bring us to a steady state situation. Not that the earth can ever be steady state because we have to remember some other factors that are involved as well, but steady state over, over millennia or not over, not millennia, but greater than millennia over millions of years. All right, let's see. Uh, Eric says bridge MCP or government policy is not going doing well things. I don't get that. All right. Uh, Carl Cox says, Eric Hayes believes anything the fascist conservatives, politicians, Newsmax, Fox News says, I think he's changing a bit. I honestly think uh, he's given. And the reason I mean, look, the guys that are here, most of them, at least open to hear a few things. Mike Cisak says, break in in sworn house statement. XCIA Morell admitted it was Biden's campaign. Tony Blinken, who prompted the letter in which Morell and 50 more intelligent officials falsely claim material from Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. I still don't know what you guys are trying to grab at, but keep at it. Eric, uh, Eric says, Egberto spewing his gas again, and most are not habitual users of fentanyl, but the pressure on China and Mexico government that supplies it. Again, that makes no sense, Eric. If you want to stop fentanyl, stop it at the source of usage. In other words, if people do not feel the need to use fentanyl, 
there will be no supply. Why? Because you, if, if you have a supply without a demand, it goes away. I mean, that's why supply-side economics had never, ever make sense. But again, again, it, you know, we, we can prove these things scientifically over and over again, and people continue to fail. All right, uh, Michael Ronin says, uh, the thing about fentanyl deaths, most often they are hot doses. When an addict of a different drug get their drug with fentanyl included, usually without their knowledge, legalize tax and regulate the solution so that everyone you know uses the drugs would know how much is included. Deb Denny says, it's there. If there wasn't a demand for dr uh, drugs by United States citizens, there wouldn't be a supply. Congress complains about the wrong things instead of financing social support services. Exactly. Look, over 10,000 Panamanians died under the pretext that Manuel Antonio Noriega, the dictator of Panama, was facilitating drugs into the United States. So 10,000 Panamanians had to die because America could not control its drug usage uh, pro, uh, problem and the United States government wanted Americans to do less drugs. So we blow up Panama, kill 10,000 Panamanians. And guess what? The drug problem didn't get any better. The drug problem got worse. Of course, we know that was done on false pretenses. All right, continuing. I agree, Egberto and people who do drugs do not know fentanyl is being put in there. Too late then. Exactly right. Uh... Let's see what else we got here. Let's see what we got here. What else we got here? Uh, Michael says, an example from NBC. A fentanyl-laced drug overdose sore, Ross County, Ohio, offers help. Fentanyl has crept into illegal drugs in Ross County, including cocaine, heroin, and even marijuana. Fentanyl's presence has been responsible for 84% increase in overdose deaths in the arena. True. So let's talk to the people, why do they need drugs? Whether it's be cocaine or whatever, you get rid of the cocaine, you get people's need for drugs off, the problem goes away. Egberto espouses the gospel of it's never my fault. Wrong. I think that's what you guys are saying. I am saying, I am saying, think about it. The fentanyl problem is not the problem of the capitalists in in Mexico, who are making a dollar? Look, ALR was made illegal in the United States. That that pesticide that they use on manzanas, on apples. But our companies went ahead and exported it anyway. That is just like fentanyl or whatever. So let's be clear here. Let's understand what's going on here. Not because America says fentanyl is so bad. There's, I mean, people are willing to buy the fentanyl. Capitalism does this. Capitalism has no soul. I am not agreeing with it. I'm just telling you what it is. All right, let's see. Mike Cisak says, Louisville shooter was a leftist terrorist who killed innocents to advance an anti-gun agenda. Wow. Here we have all the information that talks about what this person was about, but somehow now it's a leftist. All these leftists are going around with guns, even though we talk against guns, right? Wow.
Daniel Edo says, Egberto espouses the gospel of it's never my fault. That's not true, Egberto. Uh, uh, but he says, Egberto missed this one. Why Texans need to know how fast Antarctica is melting? West Antarctica contains enough ice to raise global sea levels by more than 10 feet, but the ocean is not a bathtub. Antarctic melt affects some places more than others, and Galveston, Texas is in the cross here. It all has to do with the spin, the size of the wave, I mean, the size of the, uh, not the wave, what do you call it again? The tide, etc. That's so very, very true, my dear beautiful bridge. Uh, Eric says, Gilberto, it's something new on FICO. Gosh, click it. Uh, I will click on, a, on, on FICO itself, not on a site that is not reputable because they have a tendency to misinform and I won't go there. Uh, Mike Cisak says, this just in. Merrick Garland is named as a senior official accused of political interference in Hunter Biden case based on new whistleblower report. And of course, where do you get that again? Oh, my God. Becker News. Oh, God. You see, you see how misinformation gets out. All right, let's continue. Um, Mike Cisak, Becker News is a straight up conspiracy mill. WTF you're reading, man. Media bias fact. Overall, we rate Becker News far right bias and questionable based on the use of poor sources, the promotion of right wing propaganda and conspiracy and frequent publications of misleading and false information. Low credibility compared to EgbertoWillies.com, which it has high credibility. Look it up. All right. Daniel Edel says, whoa, Egberto, you're a little behind on the news. Wonder what other stuff he's ignorant about. Never mind, he displays his mental insufficiency five days a week. Not only that, Ledo 12 times in a, in a week, brother. So my insufficiency is showing 12 times a week, man. Bruce Pollard says, Texas is enacting book control. Let's hope the Supreme Court sends them down. I hope so, too. All right, continue. Oh, I tell you what, guys, I'm going to leave some of these questions now and go to our first video. And it has to do with uh, with what David Brooks kind of believe. And it drives me, must I say, crazy. But I want you guys to listen to this and then we'll take it as usual. En el otro lado, on the other side. Enjoy, my brothers and sisters. David Brooks wrote an article, uh, I think it was yesterday, he wrote an article that one can only call, oh, propaganda for our current economic system. The title of his article was, um, or not was, but the title of his article is The Power of American Capitalism. And in that article, he's tried to explain why everybody has got it wrong. The economy has been doing, unlike other economies around the world, it's been doing so great over the last several decades and why is there a pessimism in America? Why is it that Americans believe that somehow capitalism is not working for them? How could they possibly believe it when we look at all the curves, the amount of money generated by our economy, the amount of the amount of people that are employed, the amount of productivity that we have in the economy, that the people that are millennials and Gen Zs somehow have nine to ten thousand dollars more in 2019 in real dollars more so than the baby boomers or the folks that came just before the baby boomers. In other words, things are great. And what it shows 
is David Brooks and all these elitist uh, hosts and elitist writers just don't get it. And they want to, uh, I think most of them just don't get it because they look at the top line numbers and don't look at the underlying figures, right? I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Listen to the Democrats when Republicans are in office or Republicans when Democrats are in office. They'll all tell you, oh, the country's fading. It's collapsing. No, Uh, comparatively from 1990 to now, you point out our economy is actually stronger. I mean, it's become an even bigger, more powerful machine across the globe. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at listen to Donald Trump, we're in American carnage. The country's in the crisis. We're in the verge of a civil war. But then you look at the data, you realize that's just not an accurate picture of where we are. As you said, GDP growth, you know, it's pretty steadily up. It's not what we'd like, but it's strong enough. But then you look underneath that uh, and you see that uh, productivity, American workers are not only more productive than workers around the world, but getting even more productive than they were. Uh, And then you look at uh, our education levels. Uh, We are pretty good in the number of people we send through college. You look at the number of skilled immigrants that come to this country. And then the most surprising thing to me was we think of millennials and Gen Z as a generation that's really had it rough. Uh, you know, low wages, high housing costs. And that was true after the financial crisis. But in the last five years, Gen Z and millennials are now having the highest wage growth of any age group. And they're about or ahead of where boomers were, where Gen X was, where the silent generation was. So the dynamism of the American economy is picking up people who were suffering, which was the young. And because of that dynamism, we have we can afford to have a more generous welfare state and we're increase the amount of money we're spending on social support. And so we can cushion things for people on the bottom. Yeah, and, and David, you also compare us uh, to uh, European countries. If, if you look at, uh, again, uh, earnings, GDP per capita, and again, uh, comparatively to where we were in 1990, uh, when the economy was supposedly so much stronger, and and before uh, demagogues on both sides talked about how America was collapsing and how capitalism was dying, uh, just the fact is, comparatively, we're doing much better now. Again, some of the, well, the G7 countries even than we did 30 years ago. Yeah, and we have just a slightly different model. I've lived in Europe, and and they have a lot of positives to their models. They have a lot of social support. Uh, they have probably more secure healthcare systems than we do. But their disadvantage of that model is they don't have as much dynamism and growth. And so what we're trying to do in, in this country, and I think Joe Biden is part of this, is trying to find the right balance to have the dynamism and growth, but also to have the right kind of social support. And if you look at what Biden has passed, I think it's he's trying to increase the support without crushing the dynamism. And that's the great skill that Americans, I think, on the center left and the center right have been contributing to. My worry is that we have people on the extremes who are really not, they have lost faith in capitalism altogether. And, you know, if you go to Tucker Carlson, he's attacking capitalism as part of a great betrayal. And so the Republican Party, which used to be like for free enterprise, is not so much anymore. Uh, And so these declinists, these people who think we're declining, are proposing policies that will actually produce what they pretend to be trying to avoid. Every, everybody across the world. 
you know, uh, it seems that that, that, that monarchs, uh, you, 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 sheiks, you name it, they send their kids to America to educate their children. Uh, and so, David, if this is what declinism looks like, give me more of it. We're doing pretty damn well. Yeah, and we, you know, we all, the three of us, we spend a lot of our time focusing on problems, which we should. We should expose the problems of the country. But I think sometimes we ignore how strong things are. I've decided to spend three hours a day thinking about artificial intelligence because I think it's just a gigantic thing. That's all happening here. Uh, and the innovation is happening here. The vaccines happened here. And I think what puzzles me and what I think about is if you got all these underlying things that are going well, why are we in such a bad mood? Why do so many people think the country's on the wrong track? Why do so many people think the coming generations won't have the advantages that people in my generation had? And I think there's just some of it is, frankly, our fault in the media. We're a little too negative, probably. Some of it is just a, a wall of cynicism that is built up. And I was talking to an administration official about this yesterday that, you know, there a lot of good things have been happening and credit is not being given uh, to those who passed major pieces of legislation the last couple of years. And it's just this wall that, oh, things are terrible, terrible, terrible. Nobody's helping us out. Uh, and somehow something has to be done to reverse or puncture through the wave of cynicism and disillusionment and distrust that I think is not actually reflective of reality. Here's what's important with what David Brooks says. David Brooks wants you to believe like, hey, those millennials are doing better than the people than than the folks their age at that time. Not particularly true, because at that time we didn't have the the healthcare costs that we had today. We didn't have all the different high costs that we had today that requires a lot more money. But it's beyond that. It's even deeper. We didn't have the lack of future the the, the, the future savings that that other generation could have because of the cost structure that you had then. But then there's another magical thing. You would go into TikTok and you'd see a millennial get interviewed. Hey, they're going down the streets of San Francisco or the streets of these other places. See what are people earning? And they usually go in a professional district or whatever. And you'd hear a 25 year old said, well, I made $250,000 last year. You'd have a nurse says, I made $200,000 last year. And you'd have all these folks that say how much they make and it. Wow, it sounds great. But if they're making that kind of money and the average is only $9,000 or so more than they made back then, it tells a story that nobody, that these elitists don't quite say. If I have 10, if I have 10 workers and I have $10,000 and I increase the wages by over the years, that it's now $20,000 for those 10 workers. It seems like they all have a hundred percent gain, right? But if that ten thousand dollars, nine thousand of that additional ten thousand dollars went to one person, then the average seems pretty good. The median is horrific, and that is what has happened in America. Yes, there are people that have done phenomenally well and went average with everybody else. It seems like they're doing fine. But the fact that eighty percent of Americans, if they have a bill, that's 400 and something dollars in that particular month that it really screws their budget. They're in dire straits, tells you where we are. Yes, efficiency is great. Yes, uh, 
some people are making a lot more money. And when the averages come down, it seems like folks are doing better. But the reality is America is sour, not because they want to be sour. Americans are upset, not because they want to be upset. Americans are upset because they are not doing progressively well. And when they see what's left for themselves, it's not all that much. So these elitists can look at the top line numbers as much as they want. They can do whatever they want as far as saying things should be good. But when you go into Apalache, the ghettos, the barrios, and even in these different communities and see what people have to do to survive, it's a different story. And it's a story that can be quantified. If the elitist wanted to learn and quantify what's happening to the average American citizen, they could. And then enlightening Americans and allowing them the opportunity to elect those progressives that will change these policies is the answer. But David Brooks says, oh, those folks on the left or those folks on the right, they don't know what they're talking about. Because if we were to adopt those things that those lefties want, how much, how bad would things get? Well, he's actually wrong. It is what the current system that creates wealth disparity and income, income disparity right now, that is what's destroying the morale of this country. And that's why people are not only in a sour mood, that's why people want a real change. That is why people want a real change. And that is the issue, folks. Don't let anybody fool you otherwise. That is the issue. Okay, um, Michael Rudnan, I'm reading the comments from Eric Hayes, Mike Cisak, and Daniel Lado, and I can't help but feel pity for their brain rot. It's not brain rot, it's misinformation. That's what it is, misinformation, but it's okay. They're here, so we're inform- We're giving good info here. Carl Cox says, conservatives like Mike Cisak like being lied to, anything. It's not wanting to be lied to, it's, want- it's wanting confirmation of their biases. That's what it stands for. Daniel Edo says to Bruce Pollard, there is a huge push now to place Christian books in libraries and schools. We're coming for you, heathen children. It's heathen children. I think it's funny, right? Because it's so funny that it's Christians who are displaying such as uh, such a huge uh, sequence of hate. But hey, what can I say? Uh, remember, it was Judas who, who denied, uh, betrayed Jesus and John who, uh, who, who, who uh, what's, como se llama, who denied him. Anyhow, continuing, we have Lee Grant says, leftists continue their war on speech. Michael Knowles burned in FG at Pitt Major back of Matt Walsh. The left are fascists. Okay, if you want to think so, we know it's not true. Yeah, folks, if you are watching us on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up. Give us that thumbs up to make sure that we can move this stuff forward. Uh, Daniel Edo says, Grant, we all know there is only two things we can do with fascists. Mm. Why? Look in the mirror and tell me what you want to do to yourself, senor. All right. Michael Rodney says, Lee Grant, war on free speech. Huh? Tell me. Again, who's doing book bans in schools? I swear. The right wing have been attacking scientists, doctors, teachers, and government for decades. It's in the Powell memo. That's what they've been instructed to do. Think there is a war against free speech in the on the left? 
own this matter. The left just wants accountability. You say or do something hateful, there will be blowback. Free speech doesn't mean you're free to say anything you want without consequences. You get it? That's exactly right. Senor Rudnan Carl Cox says, Lee Grant is wrong as usual. You and uh, other right-wing crazies, do not they're not crazy, ill-informed. Daniel Ledo says, so Egberto thinks it's easier to get the addicts to stop using instead of just closing the border and killing the cartels. That's, that right there is thinking of a Marxist. Let's, let's put a stop there. We have been on the war on drugs for decades since Nixon. I think my point is already proven. Capitalism, because of its nature, if there is a need for the supply of a drug, it will be filled. But you want to get somebody off of drugs, nurture them, not today and tomorrow and yesterday, nurture them continuously. If that person doesn't have uh, fentanyl and other things to soothe their pain, they're going to find something else. Let's make that something else be human kindness, morality. Let's make that that which they find something that is that turns them on more so than the feeling, the buzz they get temporarily from coke or whatever other drugs they're taking. It's that simple. So no, it's not Marxism about wanting to do what's the humane thing. It's about prove something that's already proven. The drug out the drug the war on drugs have failed. It has failed all over and over again. The war on guns so far has failed because we are killing everybody with guns. As we continue to make them and, 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 and do everything necessary to put them out there. Come on, man. This is not rocket science. Eric Hayes says the freaking source is where the supply comes from. You are, you are so blind. The source. Listen, if you want to stop the source, stop the need for the drug. That's not rocket science, sir. Peggy Lopez says fentanyl is one of those medications that can become habitual with a single use. One doctor prescribing fentanyl can develop hundreds of addicts with the best intentions of pain relief. Exactly. And you just said the magical word, pain relief. Eric Hayes says, agree with, uh, with that, always deflecting and left blames. No, not really. I gave a fixed answer. You want to solve the drug problem, solve the problem of those people who think they need drugs for their problems. Egberto, as it comes to sea level rise, local ocean temperature also affects which areas get higher tide, warm, etc. That is so true. Uh, that is so true. So... Uh, what, what I'm going to say is uh, we, we will go ahead and talk about that. All right. Mike Cisak says, uh, UN report calls for decriminalization of all sexual activity between adults and children. Misinformation and disinformation starts with Rodney. That's not true at all. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you, I love you, uh, Eric Hayes, but more disinformation come from the points that from the places that you get your news than just about any, just as bad, almost as bad as Mike Cisak, almost as bad as the sources that Mike Cisak come with, except sometimes you come with standard sources. But anyway, we have another uh, video to show you. And the question that I always ask, or not me, but the question that some are asking or is the following. Is Ron DeSantis too smart? Well, to put it bluntly, the way the argument was is, is Ron DeSantis not dumb enough to be the Republican nominee? I don't know. It was an interesting argument. Check it out. 
Political columnist for New York Magazine, Jonathan Chait. Jonathan, in your piece out this morning in New York Magazine, you ask if Ron DeSantis is just not dumb enough for Republicans. Ouch. You write in part, quote, unlike Trump, who oozed his way into Republican politics through a combination of instinct and absorbing hours of Fox News, DeSantis came to the conservative movement from the brainy end. DeSantis's first term as governor achieved political success in part because the pandemic allowed him to craft a populist identity based on the intuitive principle of letting people do what they want. Now he has grown obsessed with uprooting progressive ideology from every aspect of their lives, from the schools to the beer they drink to the cartoons their children watch. In the minds of DeSantis and his most ardent followers, he is pursuing an historically necessary struggle. I wonder, however, if Republican voters are even able to follow the plot. Jonathan, this is it's certainly a, good question. a counterintuitive argument, though, at a time when Ron DeSantis keeps stumbling into dark political allies with Bob Iger and the world's most popular mouse waiting to just abuse him politically time after time. I mean, isn't DeSantis the one who's looking kind of dumb right now? Well, what I'm arguing is he's sort of overthinking it. You know, he he went to South Carolina this week and he was ranting to the re- Republican audience there about um, uh, what, cultural Marxism and 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 using these abstract uh, concepts and terms that it, it's not clear to me his his audience is really clued into. Uh, I think he's genuinely just become so committed to this ideological project. I I think he's kind of lost touch with with how his his voters really think about the world so i do think he's an intelligent guy i don't think you can you can really call him dumb he's making some bad mistakes but but i don't think he lacks brain power i think he's he's gone too far the other way we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news trying to yes he's gone too far the other way but here it is again michael rodden having to uh cross check media bias fact and we got here Conspiracy, pseudoscience, that is what we get from live action. Notice what it says. Uh, it, its degree of, of factual reporting is mixed, meaning every now and then they get it right, but not all of the times. Now, let's take a look at, let's compare that with yours truly. In other words, that's live action for you, okay? That's how live action is defined for you. And you are at a source that we're it's defined as accuracy high. So who should you trust? Live action or EgbertoWillies.com? It's, you know, these are independent verifiers to make sure that the data that you are provided, the data that you're providing are factual. All right. Oh, I didn't put it on the screen. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't put that onto the screen and I need to put it onto the screen. Bear with me a second, guys, because I need to put this stuff on the screen. I need to get it on the screen. So uh, as, as Rodnin found out, live action, that's what live action is worth. Mixed. In other words, a lot of conspiracy crap, a lot of misinformation. Now, you are on what again? EgbertoWillies.com. And what's that again? Factual information? Hi. You know, I shouldn't have to, you know, like, you know, your, your, your life, your 
Sincerity precedes you. So again, Egberto Willis, factual information, high, live action, mixed, and the other one that you brought, I think, low. Who should we believe? And this is not just for you, uh, uh, Ledo and C-Second. So that's for the entire audience that's listening. We have folks that are bringing in sites that are misinformation. Just want you to know that yours truly, the site that you're listening to right now, is defined as highly factual. Okay? Highly factual. Just want you guys to know that it's high factual. Actually, I, I thought it was very high, but I don't know why it just says high. Was I, I, If I recall, it was very high. I don't know why somebody must have done something and they looked at something that I, that was posted by one of my third parties or something. But anyhow, anyhow, uh, just want you to know. All right, let's continue here. We have, if you see me sharing from conspiracy mail here, feel free to call me out. I check my sourcing with media bias fact check before posting. Every case is running. Let us know when you go on comedy tour. Oh, that's funny. I swear the conservative here either don't understand why fact checking is important or they don't care. It is. Look, it, it goes against what they hope is true. OK, and they don't want to run the risk of realizing that they're wrong because it messes with the entire structure of their belief. Just like how when I change a lot, this entire structure of my belief had to change. That's what has to happen to them. And, and th th it, that's a very difficult task to do. Very difficult task. All right. Mike Cisak says, breaking news out of the 250 SAR report. I reported on April 10th, 170 of them are between just two Bidens. Representative Comer, nine Bidens in the money. I don't know what you're trying to say, but let's continue reading. Uh, let's see. SAR, suspicious activity report required of banks to be reported to DOJ and IRS for activity. Look, the banking system is a mess. Uh, let's see. Daniel Little says, let me clue you in, Egberto. Americans are upset because a small group of elites are trying to redefine our values, change our culture, spend us into oblivion and government proven to be completely untrustworthy. The only one spending you into oblivion is the people you trust, the plutocracy, the people that you are going to war over, that you want to have low taxes. All the people that that's that's robbing you blind are the people you are defending and they don't even know you exist. They don't care that you exist. In fact, they don't care what happens to you, Mr. Lido. Unlike myself, in as much as you give me hell during these things, the policies I support are policies that help you. Yet, you continue to support these other folks. Who has a problem again? Let's be real. Come on now. Daniel Lido from Michael Rudman, it's the corporations who have proven to be completely untrustworthy and the corporations corrupting government. And Michael Rudman hit the nail on the head again. Whereas now Daniel says, well, you want, really want, uh, you, you really are an idiot, aren't you? 30 years of the war on drugs included trying to stop the demand. So they couldn't stop the demand? No, 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 no. 30 years was not trying to stop the demand. 30 years was throwing people in jail, throwing people that, that were not not at the source of production or the chemicals in jail. That's what the war and drugs look like. That's why you had so many people complaining. Madre mía, ¿por qué no entiendes? Ira K says, you know, people up north know nothing about Houston or Texas unless you come here. No, they do know quite a bit about Texas. Texas never hides anything about itself. Texas is always uh, happy to prove how backwards they are. 
Uh, let's see what else we got here. Michael Ronan says, you've seen the conservatives replying to each other. They post crap, then confirm each other's nonsense. Yeah, but you know what, Rodney? The 240,000 people or more that this particular podcast is going to join with will, without a problem, get the point across because we're confronting it. All right? All right, let's see what else we got here. I'm getting to scroll down rather quickly because we're coming to the end. Egberto, very high rating on media uh, bias fact check is reserved for a few top echelon sites that are doing hard scientific research. I don't think there aren't any political sites with very high ratings. Okay, but, you know, I could swear that I did have that, but I could be wrong. Uh, Nor, uh, Mammoth Hannity says... Hi, I want to offer promotion of your channel. Viewers, followers, viewers, chatbots. The price is lower than any competitor. People are trying to get me to buy views. I don't do that. All right, let's continue. Uh, Daniel Lido says, no, we understand fact checking is a rigged game. Of course, if it doesn't abide by what you want, it's, a, it's that, right? Egberto, they, are, they have blinders on, so they are focused on BS for screen. Let's see what I got from... Bridge, because you know Bridge, I love putting what you got to put on the screen. Bridge gave us, Bridge gave us the perfect instantiation of many of those who refuse to want to see the truth in a horse with blinders on, just to be directed by the person who's holding the rein. Very good. That you know, Bridge. Somebody look at that. They are going. Uh, their initial thing is they just see the blinders, a horse with blinders. But that is such more a, a much more profound uh, meme that you have me put on because it's not only that the horse has blinders on, but it is that it has reins to be controlled. The horse with the blinders on. It doesn't know what direction it's going to. It doesn't know anything. It just knows what the master tells it to do. Boy, oh boy, Bridge, that one is the meme of the day, beautiful. The meme of the day. Uh, Michael says, Egberto, the conservatives here seem to want to imitate Duterte in the Philippines. Kill the dealers, kill all the addicts, come come horror in the world. Yep, Mike C. Sachs, Egberto going after the source of news is an ad hominem fallacy. You never address the facts. Why not? You can only address facts that are facts. You cannot address things that are not facts. All right, Bruce Fowler said, I'm setting my clock for 5.49 a.m. on Monday. Don't forget, folks, Folks, uh, KPFT will be going live 6 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day, folks. Uh, and we're doing it from this same studio. We just have some new setup. We did a technical check on it today, and we passed the technical check. All right. Bridge MCP agrees. Anyway, folks, please support the program. I ask you so kindly. Please support the program. How can you support the program? You can support the program by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support is the all-encompassing way to support our program. If you'd want to give a quick support, uh, uh, a quick support either uh, however you want to do it, we also take PayPal, politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal or Patreon, which is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon would love you to support us however best you can. Michael said before I go, Egberta, just one last one to read out before you go. Mike Cisak, believing known liars is ad hominem to you. Man, sometimes I wonder how you deal with the with life on the internet. Evidence shows badly. Let me tell you so, sir. 
We just do what we need to do. Michael Lorenz Egberto, after the show, I left you a Facebook message. Please reply. I will do that. I hope you get you meant in the Facebook in, in the Facebook. Um, you sent me a direct message, I hope. Because going through a lot of this stuff, sometimes I can't find stuff. Peggy Lopez says, for us here in California, you mean 4 a.m. on Monday? Ha, ha, ha. I know, baby doll, you'll be sleeping, but at least you get to see the show. Thank you, Rodnin, the show otherwise. Mike Mike is in the house. Thank you, Mike Mike, for being here. Eric Hayes says, Breach, keep up with the uh, the Bond News. Homework for the weekend, as you may, whatever. Eric Hayes, thank you for being here. Look, thank all of you, my right-wingers, my left-wingers, my in-the-middlers, everybody. Please keep coming. When I look at you and tell you guys that I respect you all, I admire you all, I love you all, it's not just verbiage. It is something that I've had to teach myself. Simply love humanity because that is how we can actually make a change. All right. Uh, support the program. Don't forget, I'll put that one link back in again. Politicsunright.com slash support. Politicsunright.com slash support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.